Welcome to A&B Media. My name is Bill. My name is AJ. And welcome to, again, A&B Media Sports Podcast Radio. Um, we are two dudes in the basement talking about sports, but we wanted to introduce ourselves because this is our first episode. Woo! Yeah! We did it. I know, finally. New Year's resolution, we said we wanted to start a podcast, so we decided to do it and have some fun with it. And we talk dumb stuff anyway. We so do. Might, might as well make sure everyone knows that we talk dumb. Yes. Uh, Bill, uh, introduce yourself. Absolutely. My name is Bill. Um, diehard Eagles fan, as you'll find out quickly from AJ as well. Um, I will be mainly talking about combat sports, mixed martial arts, boxing, um, any other things going on within the UFC, One Fight Club, Bellator, MMA, PFL, etc. Um, I'll help AJ out with football, occasionally with hockey, and uh, also motorsports, Formula One, when that gets up and running in February. And then, um, yeah, my name is AJ. Um, I'm mainly speaking about, as Bill alluded to, NFL. Um, Big baseball player, so we'll be talking about NBA, uh, NHL. We have mm-hmm. friends that love um, basketball, so we'll make sure to, to, to keep on top of that. Absolutely. And then, and then the hidden one, soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I know that uh, World Cup just ended, so there might not be too much going on recently. No, nah, we got to wait for the Union to get back into it. Exactly. Because they were in the finals, too. They were. They, mm-hmm. they went, and then they, 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 they fell through. So they did. That's us. Let's get, let's get into it. All right, so the first thing that we're going to be doing is around the league. And we're going to be starting off with football because that's going to be the biggest draw right now. We got playoffs going on. And how'd you feel about this weekend, though, AJ? With uh, what was it, Dallas, Bucks, Giants, Vikings, etc. It was a it was a really fun wild card round. It was. It, it was a good wild card round. It, it started off with uh, the Seahawks, and I was I was surprised for a second. They, they were yeah. It was they, it was close. Sixteen, yeah. They were they were they kept it really freaking close, mm-hmm. but then. The legend Brock Birdie said, "Nah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go." 100%. He said, "I want." Yeah, he said, "Hold my beer." He said, or "Hold my sippy cup." He's still young. <laughs> um, and decided to pop off and never let them score until the literal final minute. So yeah, it was a 41 to 23 final score. Um, like you said, real close until the second half. It was 17-16, and then they just took off in the third and fourth quarter, scoring. What is that? Twenty five points. Was, yeah, twenty five points. Nice. It was, yeah, it was it was a disgusting beatdown. Yeah. Genuinely, kind of wanted to face the Seahawks. Um, yeah. But it is what it is. Being a avid Eagles fan, um, but at least we have the Giants. That'll yeah, no, that will be a good game. That'll be the third time we're facing them. Uh, we beat them twice already this year. And um, out of all the coin flips, the Giants were the ones that thought were, that were going to pull it off, and yeah. it looks like they did. Yeah, I know. They actually played very well against the Vikings, too. Um, that was the one we were both tossed up in the air. We weren't really, like, 100% sure how it was going to go. I had the Vikings on a uh, parlay that worked out. Well, it didn't work out. But um, it, I believed in the Vikings pulling it off. I don't know why with the Vikings. Did I say the Vikings? I'm sorry. The Giants pulling that off. My mm-hmm. bad. And I'm actually very happy that they did. I mean, I actually want to play the Giants again because I think that's a another team that we can just beat the shit. The Eagles can beat out. Yeah, I think I think uh, a home against the Giants, Eagles are five and zero. Yep, um, which is nuts. It and is, and all throughout the the Twitter sphere, people are are, are clamoring for it. But who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is an NFC East bout. Um, can literally go either way. It even, can, even though the Eagles have a better chance, mm-hmm. um, especially at home field. You know that home field advantage is huge. Mm-hmm. We got Lane Johnson back too, don't we? We do. We got we, everyone except. I think we got 20 of our 21 starters. All right, good. Yeah. So there's that. Um, the rest of the wild card week, one of my favorites yeah. um, was good old Dougie P and and the prince himself, Trevor Lawrence, pulling off an absolute upset. People were going to sleep during halftime because they thought it was over. They were like, all right, I'm done for the day. Yep. We were uh, – I was actually out that night, and I watched – I saw the first half, and – at the bar before I met up with you guys later. And yeah. I was like, oh, all right, well, sucks for Doug. You know what? They got to the playoffs. That's big for the Jacksonville as it is. Cool. We go to the bar or we meet up with you afterwards at Emo Night in Philly. Shout out. And next thing you know, me and you are dumbfounded at like one in the morning looking at the final <laughs> score that it's 31-30 from freaking Jacksonville. It made – I. I... Also, shout out Emanite Philly on the Mushaloo. That is such a fun place Represent. to go. But it wasn't just us. It was a lot of people. Like, as soon as yes. they were done jamming out in 
like the the good old throwbacks. We would all get to the bar, look at our phones, and be like, "There's there's no way." There's no way. Yeah, I watched the replays later that night just because I was like, "I need to know what happened." Balls of steel. It balls of steel. Two point conversions and just overall like a different team the second half. It's absolutely insane. That's such a crazy, crazy little event, especially Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks. Nuts! They came back to that. Yeah, that after mean? they came back, I feel bad for uh for my boy Trevor Lawrence, not Trevor Lawrence, um Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. I finally got into the playoffs. Such a solid QB. Um, getting the Phil Rivers treatment, pretty much 2.0 at this point. Yeah. Um, so we'll. We'll see what they do next year. Excited to see the Jags play. Um, yeah, no, it'll be good in playoffs. We'll see how they. We'll see how they turn out. But every game was a fun one. Whether yeah. it was Dolphins Bills, where I I I bet at halftime Dolphins. I don't blame they were, you. They were plus six fifty. I, I don't blame you. They were going up for a bit and almost pulled it off. But Should have bet on the Jaguars. Are you kidding me? I I I was not paying attention to that me game. Me Should have, but nobody was at that point. You were you were asleep until they started. They once they scored twice, you're like, oh. They're doing it. But moving on to now we got the divisional round. Um, very first game we got is the Jaguars-Chiefs. We're going to just pass over uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore because that one pissed me off like no no other. <laughs> I was trying to save you no, a little bit. But, no. Uh, fair enough. No, fuck that. Let's let's roll back a bit. Why are you so upset with the Cincinnati so, and Ravens? It's specifically this game. The Cowboys and Buccaneers – Tom Brady did not show up. It is what it is. I'm not even. We're not even there for that one. Um, but when it comes to the Ravens and Bengals, I had a five leg parlay going, and after seeing the Chargers, uh, sorry, not Chargers. Well, yeah, the Chargers lose and Jacksonville win. I was three legs in, and everything was going well. It's 17 to 24. They are on the one yard line. They are about to score, and next thing you know, they lose the ball. Bengals win. I was livid. It was a 99-yard return I, by the defense. Yes. <laughs> I was so over it by then. But, but yeah, after that, then the Dallas and uh, Buccaneers, they, you know, they wiped the floor. But it is what it is. All right, moving on. Sorry. I had to get that out yeah. of my system. Well, I mean, and then, yeah, Cowboys and Buccaneers yeah. didn't necessarily go the way I thought. Mm-hmm. Cowboys, Dak played perfectly. Like, he did no not, interceptions. I'll shock. Yeah, not at all. Like what he's been playing all season, but <laughs> they cannot hit an extra point. So that's nope. crazy. That um, was impressive. Moving on to the next week, like I said, Jaguars Chiefs. Bill, what do you think about this? Uh, all right. To be real, I don't. I still think the Chiefs take it. Yeah. However. Yeah. You never know with Dougie P. He pulled it off once. He pulled it. He could do it again. That is true. He learns from his mistakes in the first peri- uh, first period, first half of the game. So, I can believe it. I'm looking up betting lines right now, too. My uh, my only concern is you can't throw four picks against the Chiefs and expect to pull off a win like that. You you have to bring your A game. Um, Patrick Mahomes is not going to allow that to happen. Uh, their defense is relatively strong, um, even though they're they're not really known for their defense. They're really known for their offense, but... Patrick Mahomes is playing on a, a whole nother level right now, and I think that if they don't bring their A game, if they throw like literally maybe even one pick, um, game game's probably over. But I could be I could be uh, surprised. I mean, what is it? The over under is fifty three. Yep. Um, KC minus eight and a half. Uh, I would definitely take the over on this game. Yeah. Um, hang on, let me let you know what DraftKings is giving to. You said fifty three. You're right, fifty three, and you said the over. Yeah, I would take the over. Over minus 110. I would take that. That's not bad at all. No. Yeah. So, just to straight up let you know about the money lines, Jacksonville, for, this is, by the way, we were recording this on a Tuesday, so our money lines may be different from what they are by the time this episode goes live. Is today Wednesday? Today is Wednesday. All right. My, sorry. Long work week. A lot of craziness going on. <laughs> so, as I was saying, this is being recorded on a Wednesday, so uh, lot, ah, odds may change as the time goes by. But that's okay. So money line for Jacksonville is plus three sixty. Uh, Kansas City is minus four fifty. The spread right now is at plus eight and a half. I think I would take a larger spread for uh, Jacksonville. What do you mean? I would probably not even. I'd probably do like plus fourteen. Really? I, I yeah. I have a feeling Kansas City is going to go off. But 
I wouldn't say no to the money line because the money looks good at plus 360. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not, tr- if you're going to bet on Jack- uh, Jacksonville, I would not trust a spread. I would trust more, though, the money line because it's going to be a weird scoring game if that happens. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would kind of use the same type of strategy as the Bills, Dolphins. Um, I'd wait till halftime. Mm hmm. Uh, especially like when it's against a, a powerhouse AFC team like the Chiefs, the money line won't drop as much if the Jags are actually up. I think that, True. if anything, wait to see if the Jags make it extremely competitive. If they do. If you want to take honestly, the shot, take the shot. But Honestly, I'd wait until the third quarter. If they're still up, then see what the money line is there and go from there. Yeah, but... To be honest, with this game, I probably wouldn't touch much. much. Yeah. The only thing I would probably touch is the over at 53. Do that. So then, yeah, that's that's for the very first game. The second <laughs> game, which I am obnoxiously upset about, and I'll, I'll let you know in a second. It's the Giants-Eagles game. Yep. At a 15. Yep. I will not be able to see the end of this game. I will be on a plane That's home right. You'll be flying home. From Epcot. Hammered out of my mind. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little upset. I was hoping I was going to get a, a 4:30 game, watch some at Epcot, really just talk some smack to whoever people in in Japan or Germany, wherever we're at that time. In Disney. Yeah. Yep. But uh, it's um, a little upset about it. But that being said, I think the uh, I think I think the birds pull it off, but I don't think it's going to be as much of a um. What's the word? Blowout as most people Oh, think. no. I think it's going to be close. I think if they win, it'll be by field goal or something. Um, Here's what I want. Is what it is. Here's exactly what I want. And you you already know because I wear the number four jersey. I want fourth quarter, mm-hmm. probably about 10 seconds left. Mm-hmm. I want a – I would love a 65-yard field goal, but I will take any field goal via Jake Elliott to make us go into the next round just to beat the Giants again via kick, which i am got to double-check. I'm pretty sure he's done it twice now. I know he's done it once, obviously, turned the 2017 playoff run, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he did it again after that, too, and I need to double-check that. But if that happens, I again get to do the same thing where I reach out to all my friends that are Giants fans <laughs> and tell them Jake the Giant Slayer has come back one more time to smite you. And I mean... We got Boston's. We have Boston Scott, the giant killer. Yeah, Boston Scott does real well against him it too. Makes no, he won't play a single down for like five games, but as soon as he plays the Giants, he'll like ten rushes for like two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> catch the little dude. <laughs> it's crazy, but yeah, if 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 the Eagles win this game, I have a uh, recently engaged people that I'm definitely going to be be texting and uh, mm-hmm. and and talking crap to. So yeah, that'll be fun. But we got minus seven and a half. Philly over under forty eight. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd probably take the under. I would do the under too. I don't think it's gonna be that high of a scoring game. Um, just for the odds for that, this is all off draft things, by the way. Uh, the money or the spread, the plus and minus seven and a half is minus one ten each team. So okay. it does it doesn't matter which side. Yeah. Over under, same thing, minus one ten. Money line, Giants is plus two ninety five, and the Philadelphia Eagles is minus three sixty. What are the uh What's the Giants plus three and a half, plus two and a half? Survey says, as soon as I load it up, game lines. We'll say three and a half. Three and a half? Giants minus three and a half or plus three and a half? Uh, Plus three and a half. Plus three and a half is plus 198. I'd actually probably take that. Uh, Yeah, you know, I would too. I think this is, like you said, a three-point game. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be close. See how it goes. I want to see if I can get TD scores real quick. I mean, it's a win-win for me, right? Yeah. Bet on Giants minus three and a half. If we do win by a field goal, whatever. If we lose, I make money. But mm-hmm. if, if that bet loses, that means the Eagles win, and we're going on to a conference championship. So. Yeah. Here's one bet, though, I would definitely take. Boston Scott, the touchdown, plus 380. Really? Bet, yeah, plus 380. Now, if you want to get risky with it, though, you could do it as the first touchdown scorer, and that's plus 2,000 right there. Mm. That's a mm. tough one, but I don't think mm. – I don't know. I think that's going to be Miles Sanders. I don't, I, yeah, mm, we'll see. Miles or AJ? What's uh, Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts is minus 120. For first? Oh, sorry. First is plus 600. Anytime is minus 120. I might do Jalen Hurts because they might do a solid good old QB sneak. They might, yeah. 
So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go with the under on this, and I'd probably go with Giants plus three and a half. Plus three and a half. Yep, that sounds good. Um, and that'll finish it for Saturday. Sunday's games we got first coming up at three p.m. Bengals Bills. This one is going to be nuts. I it's either going to be. I honestly think it's either going to be really good, mm-hmm. or I think the Bengals get blown out of the water. Because uh, I am still concerned about Bengals offensive line. Yeah. And I like the Bills defense. Mm-hmm. I think if they penetrate it too much, giggity, then it will just ruin the Bengals night. I don't see. I'm, I don't know. I, it, it's going to be a shootout in my opinion. It can be. Yeah. The Dolphins came into the Bills home and put up a fight. They did. So I don't really know if they have, you know, a home field advantage like they should right now. Dude, I was gonna ask. They do get home field advantage for this one. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think they. I, I don't think it's a neutral site right now. I think they actually get home field advantage. Okay, that's what I, I was curious with everything going on after yeah, the which, whole fiasco, which a lot of Bengals fans aren't happy with. Yeah, norm. Fair I, enough. I would actually kind of agree to make it a neutral site, but it is what it is. Yeah, at this point, I think it's kind of too late. But yeah, at the same, I mean, that was such a unforeseen situation. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean. Thankfully, he's healthy and all, yeah. and, and it'd be cool if they they have uh, Mar Hamlin come out onto the to the field with that him yeah. and all that. That'd be really cool. But no, we'll, I agree. We'll, we'll see what they do. But yep. we got uh, Buffalo minus five and a half over under forty eight. I'd go the over. Yeah, I would take the over on that too. Um, the only thing is, like I said, the only thing I'm afraid of is it just over over the top. Um, not over the top. The defense going crazy. But just to go with those lines that you said. Spreads it plus five, minus five, plus five for Bengals. Um, it's plus, uh, it's sorry, minus one hundred five for the Bengals, plus five. Bills is mi- uh, minus one fifteen for minus five. So spreads kind of weird. Um, what is it? Over under is forty eight and a half, and it's minus one hundred five for the Bengals uh, for the over. Under is uh, forty eight and a half minus one fifteen for the Bills. I don't know that but it does um and then the Bengals money line is plus 200 and then the bills is minus 240 honestly the Bengals really? money the line yeah Bengals money line is plus 200 200 yeah right huh. now that's not bad i i'd take, I'd that. take the Bengals. yeah yeah i'd take that in a heartbeat um this is probably be my my i take the Bengals money line but my my real shot in the dark how much is uh Bengals touchdown which person Bengals defense Oh, let's see. Cincinnati's Bengals is plus four seventy five. That's it. Yeah, plus four seventy five for any time. Any time touchdown. Wow. First touchdowns plus three uh, thirty five hundred. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. I I didn't expect it to be that that low. Yeah, that's what it is. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's something to keep in mind. Joe Burrow plus three thirty to score. I don't know why. I'm just noticing that. And I might, I might stay away from that because I was expecting that. Yeah. To be like sixteen hundred or something like that. But I get it. Huh. Interesting. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Then in that case, I'd probably take Bengals money line on that. That's fair. Um. And then we got the last game coming up: Dallas and the San Francisco 49ers. Purdy. Yep. There we go. There's Purdy. There's Purdy. Um. This one. See, the 49ers terrify me. Um. It. Even with Brock Purdy, because, like, realistically, it's a small sample size, and the talent that they have is nuts. They have Kittle. They have Debo Samuel. They have Ayuk, who's finally stepping up. Mm-hmm. Um, they have McCaffrey. They have Elijah Mitchell. Like, take your pick. They can score. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the Cowboys have to play like they played yeah, last, week. last week. I agree. To even have a shot. I wholeheartedly agree. This is it, uh, at San Francisco, right? Uh, yeah, this, right. is, this is a San Fran. Yeah, so here's my thought process about this game, and I agree with the first half. If the Cowboys want a shot, Dak needs to play 100% like he did last week, accurate the entire time. Um, C.D. Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott doing their normal shit. Run game is on point for them um, because if they let it slip at all, I think the 49ers take it and run. 100%. Um, Purdy right now is currently on a high like no other. 
He is winning games. He's becoming rookie of the year slowly but surely. He's just, you know, third string that came out of nowhere and just literally saving the San Francisco 49ers playoff career right now. I think as long as they keep it they keep the momentum going, they are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Which sucks. Yeah, that terrifies me. Yeah, me too. As, as an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. Um I I it, it, it definitely is very Cowboys-esque to pull off something like this. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. What, what actually confuses me is that San Fran has a lower line than Kansas City at minus four. Well, that's because they believe if the Dak plays like he did yesterday, it's going to be – or not yesterday, I'm sorry, last week. Mm-hmm. It will be, I think, more of a shootout than Bengals-Bills. I think the Cowboys-49ers game will be more entertaining to watch. Yeah. Um, but again, it really depends who shows up for both sides because you got to also, this is what I meant to bring up earlier when I was talking about Purdy. Purdy's again on a hot streak, but the pressure is building too. This man's getting into, you know, conference finals, everything like that. It's getting hot. So he has to be able to handle the heat. I mean, he is the media's darling right now. Yeah. Realistically, like he's played what? I forget when Jimmy Garoppolo got went down, but literally ever since his first game, they have just been all over this. Game. Oh yeah, no, and but it's it's because he's been playing well right off the bat yeah. too. Like he didn't, it it wasn't even like a misstep. He just said, "All right, I gotta pick up where everyone's lost. Let me go at it." He jumped in and kind of did better than Jimmy. Jimmy yeah, a little bit. a little bit, but uh, so my minus four San Francisco over under is forty six. Ah, I... no, I got something different on here. What, what do you have? I got minus three and a half, plus three and a half. Plus okay. three and a half for Dallas, minus three and a half for 49ers. Okay. Um, both 110, and then the same thing over under 46, minus 110 for both. And then the money line, plus 165 for Dallas, minus 195 for the 49ers. What's, uh, what's San Fran minus six and a half? Because I feel like a minus six and a half. Them winning by a touchdown is definitely doable. Minus six and a half is plus one thirty-four. Okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. That's in. You're making more money though off a dollar. That is true. I'd probably go with that. I don't. I want to say the over on this one as well, but it really could go either way depending on who plays. Um, yeah. Who has how everyone plays? So going down the list, I think we have Chiefs being the Jags, Eagles being the Giants. Yep. Who do you have for the Bengals Bills? I have the Bills. I would agree with you. Bills over Bengals, and then uh, 49ers over Cowboys. So that would leave. Here, hold up. Yes. So that's what I believe, but that's not what I'm going to bet. Uh-oh. So originally I think we were going to make this a segment, but I think it would be good just to drop Bills bad bets in certain spots mm-hmm. because I have to remember what I'm making at the same time <laughs> because I've been sitting here looking at the lines going, huh, what do I want to do here? Well, it doesn't have to be a segment. It could just be, all right, yeah, now you're announcing a Bill's Bad Bet. That's exactly what I mean. There you go. So, this is the first ever live Bill's Bad Bet that I'm going to be making. Uh, I'm doing money line for this straight up. Taking the Chiefs, I want the safety. I want the safety bet that I feel comfortable with. Okay. But I'm going to skip the Giants-Eagles game for the moment. I'm not betting on the game itself because okay. I don't like that. I'm superstitious. I don't care anymore. I'm not risking it. <laughs> so, up oh, the odds just changed to minus 450 for Kansas City. Bengals-Bills, I'm taking the money line for Bengals. And okay. Cowboys, I'm actually taking the money line for Cowboys as well. So really? that's a three-pick parlay at plus 871. Pretty, I think that's pretty fair. So if I were to bet $5, because I only do $5 bets because I'm a cheap bitch, for it, plus 871, $5 bets, 50 bucks. Not bad. For a $5 bet, that ain't yeah, bad at all. Not a bad yeah. at all. But what I also was going to recommend, too, for touchdowns, I definitely want to take Boston Scott. Uh, as a touchdown, but I want to see the other ones because what my plan was to do, I actually want to take Boston Scott as the first TD score. Actually, no, I take that back. I want Boston Scott to be the last touchdown score. Oh, Boston Scott last touchdown score is plus twenty five hundred. Really? Yes. I kind of like that a lot. I like that a lot. So he t- I would he tends stick to with score that. towards the end. Too. I agree. Hmm. Um. So hear me out here. Jalen hurts the score. Definitely, I feel like it's a first drive thing. Mm-hmm. I would take Miles Sanders to score, and then finally, I want the last TD score to be Boston Scott. Let me see if this parlays. It does not let me parlay because of the anytime TD score. So, with that being said, 
Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, that's a simple one. The Eagles, he technically was the last touchdown scored last time they faced, but he was the only touchdown they scored. Very true. And I was there for that game. It was a lot of kicking. With same-game parlay, I have this as follows. Jalen Hurts to score, Miles Sanders to score, Saquon Barkley to score, because I have a feeling he will. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, Boston Scott to be the last touchdown scorer. Plus 25,000. Plus 25,000? Yep, 25000 Wow. So, $5 bet, $1,255. I am taking that right now. I'd roll with that. Yep. Um. Anyway. Yeah. So I look. I look back at it. Yeah. And Boston Scott has been the last touchdown scored for the Eagles in each game. Oh, really? Yes. That that actually yeah if, yeah so I'm taking that. If, if I mean granted the last time they faced them he was the only touchdown scored and that was in the Fair. first quarter. But it was the, the last. The first time they faced him he was the last touchdown scored in the fourth quarter by the Eagles, and then Richie James scored right after him. Just, uh, just just but that counts, that though. It uh, does. Yeah, because it has to be the last touchdown scorer. And when it says that, a touchdown scorer is playing possession of the ball of the opposing end zone, not the player who throws TD, but it also says afterwards, last touchdown score of game. Yeah, so, so then, that, that wouldn't count. But yep. if the Eagles can hold them, yes. that would be perfect. It would. Um, Yeah. So I, I like I like that I like these bets. Yeah, um, this will be a fun divisional round. No, I agree. We're, we're getting towards the end, so things are about to get a little spicy. So we shall see. So that that's that's pretty much it for the NFL. the uh, The only thing I would probably say about them is that uh, there's been a lot of buzz about Sean Payton where mm-hmm. he's going to go. A lot of people think Tom Brady's going to leave the box, go to the Raiders. Yeah, I heard a lot about the Raiders so far. Um, and we'll see. And I know that uh, Miles Sanders, he's he's on a contract year, and he's he's clearly played it, um, but he definitely wants to come back to the Eagles. Um, they asked him like, "Hey, Wait. like after this, you guys, what you want to stay with the Eagles?" He's like, "Yeah, hell, heck yeah! Mm-hmm. Like I love it here. Please, like resign me." And, and they said, uh, "So if you could say anything to Howie, what you say is like, Howie, I love you. I hope you love me too. Sign me." <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see, but. We'll get. We'll probably have a lot more uh, um, news break. But a, a, real quick, a funny thing that happened is Dallas actually added a kicker for insurance. I'm yeah, they should have. Which is crazy to me because Brett Mount uh, Mars just been like their best player for a while. Even mm-hmm. like just because he's been, well not best, but he's been one of the most consistent. He's been the one that like he's been our Jake Elliott. Where like he'll hit it. He'll, yeah. he'll get the job done. And it all took his one game for them to be like, "Hey, let's 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 sign a kicker." So, very fickle job in the uh, in the NFL sphere. So, moving on from the NFL, I think we're going to move into UFC fights. Yeah. So there is a big event this weekend. This is uh, UFC 283. It's in uh, Rio in Brazil. Mm-hmm. There is two title fights going on and a very stacked card overall. I want to tr- go through mostly the prelim uh, because there's actually some famous fighters on there and then the main card mostly. I'm not going to jump too much in the early prelim, but I'm going to try to always highlight a early prelim fight to take a bet on just to see if people want to, you know, get used to uh, like getting into UFC more fighting and all that, get people noticing the earlier fights that don't happen often because sometimes there's bangers on there that you won't see or hear about until it's way too late. So I'm actually going to go start with the prelims because there's actually three fights at, in a row that come up. Um, first, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's only two. My bad. The one got moved up. So the first one I want to bring up, his name is Gre- uh, Gregory Rodriguez versus Bruno Ferreira. Gregory Rodriguez, a.k.a. RoboCop, is a scary force to be reckoned with. Yeah. The last fight that he was in had um he was getting clipped up, but as Robocop would, just walk through it and come back and win by knockout. It was beautiful. If you can type in, I'll try to look it up too, uh his the cut that he got on that last fight, it looked like he got a Harry Potter scar over his head. <laughs> Actually no, it looks like kind of more like the Frida um 
There it is right there. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, and he came back and won. So what you don't see right now on screen is a man smiling. He's all happy smiles right now with probably a one-inch gash at the bridge of his nose. And it is sliced open from an elbow, I believe it was. Jesus. And guess what? He came back and knocked the fucker out. I'm just surprised they, they let him still fight. Yeah, it, well, since it didn't affect his vision or anything like that, and if it got worse, it would have been stopped. That's true. But it was just enough where it wasn't a massive problem. That he looks a, great, though, now. That is a deep laceration. Yeah, for those those who are able to have the chance, definitely look up RoboCop Cut. Yeah, you, you, it's not safe for work. And it... it it's painful. From eyebrow to eyebrow, he's just it's just a laceration. Yes. It's like it is he is it's smiling huge. in his picture. Yeah, though, you don't so care. I don't, I don't I don't get it. But. So that is on prelims wise the fight I want to watch. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a fantastic fight. Um Bruno Ferrer is also a good fighter too, not doubting him, but I believe Robocop's gonna pull it out. This also isn't in a, a unranked fight yet. I still want Gregory Rodriguez to keep Robocop to keep fighting mm-hmm. because as he continues, I think he'll actually get his ranked matches finally and get into the top 15. He's plus 185 right now, but I'm going to definitely take him for knockout too. Okay. Um, the next one's actually more of a sentimental one. Um, so I'm talking about the next one up there. Uh, Shogun Rua, uh, Morcia Rua and Eeyore P- uh, Pateria. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Shogun Rua is a light heavyweight that's been in the UFC for years. So it's a legacy fight for him, or a retirement fight. I think this is going to be his last fight. So we're all rooting for him to win it out. The other guy, though, Ihor, um, he's on up and coming from the Dana White Contender Series. So mm-hmm. it's not really going to be an easy fight to get out of. But just for Shogun Rua, who's been you know in the UFC for years, I mean, he's 27 and 13, so he's been fighting for God for god for sake for a long time yeah i'm happy that he's getting one more fight in brazil with his people and it's the prelim um main event uh mm-hmm. because most people come in right when that fight starts mm-hmm. and most people know who shogun rua is so by then most of that stadium in rio will be packed the okay. thing about this card that i did not mention if as i scroll through it all most of the fighters or no all of the fighters on the card at least in every bout, no matter what, there's always a Brazilian fighting someone. Hmm. So that's what the UFC likes to do when they go international. They try to make sure a, in this case, like a Brazilian is fighting somebody. Yeah. It's not just two uh, international people fighting unless there's like a last minute change. Okay. So no matter what, there's always a Brazilian that's going to be fighting. It is something that Brazil is huge into. They take their very prideful people. Mm-hmm. And I love watching this event specifically because... They go ape shit if somebody wins. Like, they jump into the crowd, crowd dances, like, parties with them for a little bit. But if somebody loses, that person gets ripped apart. Like, booed, like, threatened. It's amazing. I love watching it, but I'll never want to see that live. So, that's the prelims that I'm going to focus on. Um, Next, we have the main card. So, when it comes to the main card, it starts off right away with Paul Craig versus Johnny Walker. Now, this one's going to be interesting. Paul Craig is one of my favorite light heavyweights. He is kind of a he is a submission artist that has quite literally taken arms, legs off people that are very um, high up in the light heavyweight division. That includes Magomed Akalayev. And so, when it comes to Paul Craig, one more time, um, Paul Craig has submitted. Uh, some of the higher-ranking light heavyweights. That includes Magomed Ankalaev, who just went for the belt and went to a draw. And then he has also submitted the current uh, one of the other fighters that's at the main event for this fight, Jamal Hill. Oh. So I saved the picture for you already because this is the event I went to with James. That's him. That's him getting his arm dislocated right now, Jamal Ooh. Hill. Yeah. Um. Oh, he's fine. Um, yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, Paul Craig submitted him. And just took, destroyed him. Now, here's how this fight's going to basically go when it comes to these two people. Johnny Walker is also an incredible fighter. He just got off a win, too, via knockout. It was incredible. It was pretty good. It's basically going down like this. If he gets to the ground, Paul, I think, just takes him up and just strangles him. Uh, rear naked choke. More likely, though, a triangle. Triangle is his bread and butter. He will get you into that. 
However, if Johnny Walker keeps him on his feet like he should, he will knock his ass out. Now, what's a, what's a triangle? Triangle choke is when somebody's on their back. You'll see their one leg go over their head kind of, mm-hmm. and it kind of looks like a triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to explain it as best as I can. <laughs> yeah. But you're basically suffocating them like right here with your legs um, while a person's on their back. Um, you can also do arm bars. A few other different types of submissions would work as well. But like I said, when it comes to these two, I think it's going to be a very interesting fight. I don't know. With Paul Craig's last fight with Vulcan, it was a little bit tough because he just kept trying to drag him down to the ground. I think Paul needs to really trust in his striking in order to take the win here. And I think it is possible. Um, Just looking at odds for that real quick because I will be coming back to that in a minute. Um, Paul Craig right now is plus 160, which rightfully so. However, by winning method, it is actually Paul Craig by submission plus 275. I would definitely take that for Paul. Um, If you're going to be doing Johnny Walker, though, win by KO is minus 125. That does make a lot of sense. He does have a lot of knockout power. All right, on to the next one. I'm going to be quick with this one. Uh, You got women's flyweight, Lauren Murphy versus Jessica Andre. Andre. Um, I think Jessica is is just going to kill it. Laura, Lauren... I like Lauren. I think at this point she's kind of getting a little bit slower as it get as age moves forward. I think we're just going to take Jessica. I would take Jessica by de, uh, by submission. I think that would be a nice move to take. I think Jessica is going to do it. I don't know. Actually, it could be knockout or submission. If you can do one or, one or the other, I would take a finish no matter what. Now the next three fights we got: Gilbert Burns versus Neil Magny. Now, this is another one of those sleeper fights. Not even like a full-blown sleeper fight, but it's one of those ones you want to sit there and watch. Yeah. Gilbert Burns just came off the loss against Kazma Chimaev. However, that fight in its own right was a fucking banger. They both went at each other hard and gave Kamzat the test of his life. Um, but that doesn't mean Gilbert lost in any horrific fashion. No, the whole time, swang and bang beating each other up. It was beautiful. Gilbert is a very well-rounded fighter. He knows how to strike. He knows how to wrestle. He knows how to submit. Overall, fantastic top five fighter. Neil Magny, though, is also nobody a force. I'm sorry. He's also a force to be reckoned with. Neil has literally the most winning record of the welterweight division. He has the most wins out of anyone in the welterweight division in UFC history. Oh, wow. Um, he's ranked number 12. I think he also just came off a win as well, if I remember correctly. Yep, last one as well. Um, and overall, he is down to fight anybody. He's not just, you know, like pick and choosing who he wants to fight. He's like, oh, I get to fight you? Bring it on. Let's go. He's been a gatekeeper for a while, stopping people from moving up. Overall, I think it's going to be a good fight. It's still three rounds, but I think it's going to be... I'm going to say Gilbert, uh, but I wouldn't be mad if Neil won. I would consider putting Neil on on the odds because he's plus 300. Oh. That's good money, though, if he does win. Yeah. Um, however, it's tough. I think Neil can do it. I think it's going to take – I think it's going to be three rounds of pure war, and depending on the judges that day because the judges in the UFC are kind of weird. Not my favorite people. Anyway, now we have, I'm actually going to do, I'm going to go to the co-main last because that's my personal favorite. Okay. The main card, or the main event is the lightweight heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Just to explain to you, AJ, what's going on with the light heavyweight title, it is currently vacant. Oh. So, Glover Teixeira versus Jamal Hill is what's going on right now, but focusing on Glover Teixeira. Glover Teixeira is a former lightweight heavyweight champion. He won it against John Blachowicz, um a couple, I think it was a year or two ago. Um, won it, and then he lost it to... So in 2021, he won the title against John Blachowicz. 2022, he fought Jerry Prohaska and lost it there via submission in the fifth round. And that was also a fucking war, too. And honestly, it was very close, but I think Jerry was losing towards the end. Uh, Glover made a bad move, got uh, went for a submission because that's what he does. But he slipped out of it, and Jerry got on top and just finished the fight. Yeah. So that happened. 
Then Jerry Rojasca, unfortunately, had got injured. He uh, dislocated his shoulder, got some injuries. It's a shame. Um, and now they he decided to vacate the title instead of holding everyone up for his recovery, which huh. is respectable. Yeah. I appreciate that. Respect. So what they did, because they had the next contender ready, his name is Magomed Ankalaev. Mm-hmm. They decided, well, since Glover's not ready to fight yet right this second, we'll do Magomed versus John uh, Blahovich. Mm-hmm. They fought. It wasn't the most entertaining fight, just to say, but watching it, like, John did very well. He actually did a lot of leg kicks that were literally making nerve damage on Magomed to the point where he would get hit and fall because it was like, oh, this hurts. Yeah. However, it wasn't, nobody was going for the kill, so it was a point fight. Mm. So they were just tagging each other, scoring. It turns out to be a draw. (laughs) What? Yeah. You can get draws in the UFC. That's crazy. So that happened. So after that, the UFC kind of had a scramble to figure out what's going on. So Glover was ready to go. Jamal Hill, I think, was up and coming to be next in line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he was ready yet. I think what they were probably going to do is uh, give him to another another person in the top five mm-hmm. and then go from there. Because keep this in mind. Glover Teixeira is ranked number two. Jamal Hill's ranked seven. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit farther down, but it, yeah. ha- it can happen. I'm not saying that it can't. Now... Both are excellent fighters, like I said. Glover Teixeira, though, is also, if I remember correctly, 42, 43. Man, uh, man got old man strength. Yeah. Um, And he's keeping up with everybody, though. That last fight, he was in his prime, killing it, literally. Um, <laughs> Overall, I think if Glover comes out like he did last fight, I think he has a shot. Uh, I just don't want him in the fifth round, though, when he's tired to go for that submission again because that may not work out like um, just like last time. Now, Jamal Hill, that's no slouch either, though. That man is a knockout artist. That man has also knocked out Johnny Walker, who's on the uh, lower part of this card, too. Oh, yeah. Hit him in the head, literally made his nerves shut off, made his hands go in the air, and dropped him to the floor. Oh, so he's got power. He has fuck you power. Yeah. Um, if you ever get the chance, look up uh, Jamal Hill versus Jimmy Crute. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Crute got basically what looked like a cinder block to the face, and he dropped. Jesus. Uh, and that was clean. When it came to Jamal or sorry Johnny Walker, it was all like a clip off the top of his head, but it still hit like the uh, like near the temple and everything. Uh, yeah. But still, big damage. Man is not, and that's just two of his knockouts. There's even more that go along with it. Now. Jamal Hill, like I said, great knockout power, great striking, like IQ, all that. I believe in it. Again, it comes down to the ground game, as we saw what happened to him against Paul Craig, you know, dangling his arm around. Not good. So the way I would put this, honestly, if Jamal Hill gets in early enough with a good shot, I think it goes Jamal Hill via knockout. And right now the odds are minus 140. Actually, yeah, no, he's he's the favorite right now. Shocking. And I think it's because of his knockout power. So, with Jamal Hill via knockout, that's only plus 110 because that's how much people are betting on that. Oh, wow. Um, if Teixeira were to submit, it's plus 225. I would recommend taking either one of those. That would be pretty good. Now, the last one, and I wanted to save personally my favorite and best for last, the co-main event, which is... Um, Davison Figueroa versus Brandon Moreno. I personally think this is going to be the best fight on the card. This is a flyweight uh, title bout. This is also for the first time in UFC history that there are two fighters fighting each other for four times. So You're telling me about this. Yes. yes. So basically what happened was in the first fight, the first fight was a draw. Um, and it was actually for Brandon Moreno to a early... I'm sorry, a short notice fight. He didn't plan, you know, no full fight camp, none of that. So early, uh, short notice, went in there. First fights on YouTube, I believe, somewhere. Highly recommend. It's a fucking banger. The reason why I went to a draw, though, was because Davison Figueroa hit a low blow, which caused him to lose a point. Mm. Because of that point, though, it ended in a draw. Wow. He so, close. yep, so it went 0-0-1. Then UFC 263, shout out because I went there, um, 
Davison Figueroa and Brandon Moreno fought again. This time, though, Brandon Moreno won via submission in the second round. Or, I think third round, actually. I'm sorry. But that to say, to hear the crowd that day was freaking electrifying uh, because that was also in Scottsdale, Arizona. You have the, um, he's the first Mexican uh, born fighter to win the UFC belt. It's, it was popping in there. Um, you know, everyone was screaming, cheering, loving every moment of it. I was happy to be there supporting Brandon as that went. So at this point now, it's um, one zero one for Brandon, zero zero or zero one one for Davis and Figueroa. So a third fight happens because they're going to say, "All right, let's see if they if they win, we'll call it there." Because if um, Brandon wins, he he holds the title. He's the best. Doesn't go that way. Another. Um, what's it called? 25-minute war, beating the crap out of each other. Davis and Fingerano takes it. He wins by decision. Now the series is 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Lastly, at this point, Davis and Fingerano, I believe, has an injury and needs to step away, so they need to do an interim uh, flyweight belt. So what they do is they bring up another up-and-coming fighter named Kai Kara France. Fantastic fighter out of New Zealand. Wonderful dude. Um... And then Brandon Moreno are, are to fight again because basically, if Brandon loses, Figueroa fights Kai Car France. The series is over for right now, and we'll they can revisit it later if anything. Um, doesn't go that way. Brandon Moreno gets Kai Car France with a beautiful body kick, hits him in the liver, and just drops Kai Car France onto the ground. Um, and then that sets us up for t- um, Saturday for the number four fight. Uh, the fourth fight, sorry, of Davis and Figueroa and Brandon Moreno. Honest to God, this is going to be a war. I'm still going to always believe in Brandon Moreno. I think the assassin baby, that's his nickname, <laughs> will take it out. I think he has the confidence. It does not mean Davis and Figueroa is no joke, no slouch. In reality, I can't bet on this fight because it is too close for comfort. If you had to pick anything, though, I think it would be either Davis and Figueroa by decision or Brandon Moreno via submission. Because uh, he did it once, he could do it again. I think those two also hate each other because of some real beef. I don't know why, they just do. But I think they will actually beat the ever-living crap out of each other for about 15, 20 minutes, and then somebody's getting knocked out. That sounds like a fun one. Yeah, unfortunately I won't be able to watch it either because um, I'll be watching the Eagles game because it's at the same time, around the same time, than the other one. Yeah. The, the, At's lo- scheduling now. Yeah, a lot of... A lot of Phillies fans are like, how dare you put this at 815? UFC is also on because I know a lot of UFC fans. Yeah, this is a good card. But it, 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 one city was getting screwed over. Yeah, I mean, that's why they don't care. Eventually, yeah. though, I want the UFC to come back to Philadelphia, though. They came, we went to that event years ago when it was a fight night with Justin Gaethje and, Ed, um, and Barboza. Fantastic night. Lots of knockouts. Nice. Um, but definitely need to see more of that. But that's basically UFC going on this weekend. That sounds like a bout. So, ah. <laughs> yeah, the ma- the main things are definitely um, divisional round for NFL and UFC having an absolute banger. Mm-hmm. Um, we've still got NHL getting towards the tail end of their stuff. we yep. got uh, basketball kind of rolling through and, and kind of starting to see the cream, cream of the crop necessarily the biggest surprise for me this year for basketball i know we both necessarily don't watch a good amount of it um not honestly even sixers games i tend to not really watch but one of the biggest surprises that i found have been the cleveland uh, cavaliers actually really being fifth oh okay yeah they've they've kind of picked it up good Um, for them yeah right below nets sixers bucks and celtics yeah but uh they were not a team that I expected to be, you know, top five this year. Yeah. Because they have a good amount of young players, but the young players are playing outstanding. No, no, I understand that. Um, I'm trying to look up something just to see. So I've actually found out something, too, that I did not know I was a bet. Um, you can actually bet on who makes the first basket in a game. Uh, really? Yeah, I had no idea. I was watching uh, a TikTok, and it showed a... Uh, a ticket where you can actually bet on first basket. So all right now, I'm pulling up the Wizards versus the Knicks. Mm. I don't know anyone on either team, but I just want to see um, as soon as it loads. 
Okay. Take that back because the one link didn't load. So we're going to Atlanta Hawks and Dallas Mavericks. You can go to first basket props, and then everything is pretty good. Uh, so I don't know. Oh, I would actually take this, even though I know I don't think he'll make it. Luka Donick, I know he's been um, killing it with Dallas right now. He just got a triple-double a couple games ago. I think he had a game uh, like he saved, hit like a near buzzer beater to save the game to go into overtime recently. Um, so Luka Donick for first basket prop at plus 400. I would honestly take that. I think that'd be fun to take. And then you could do parlays with that and take it with other people so that thing gets stupid. There you go. So let's mess with that while you keep looking around. I'm, I'm looking up Dallas Mavericks who scored the first basket. Uh, I don't know how to look that up. We're going to look up the Miami Heat now and the Pelicans. We're going to do a couple different things. Tim Hardway, Luka Donick assist. Ah, so that's probably going to be what's happening, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Um, let's let's go with this guy. Let's see if I can parlay. I can parlay it. Yes. Oh, God. All right. In real time, finding ways to, to gamble. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Okay. Uh, Cavaliers. Oh, funny enough. The exact same thing happened the game before. Did it really? Mm-hmm. Hardway this... Jr. Hardway Jr.? Luca assist. Hey, you know what, then? You know what? Hold up. Let's change this up, AJ. You're going to do some research I'm gonna, for me. I'm going to lose my mind in a second. Um, so, the next game, no. It, um, DeAndre beat him to it. That's fine. Then Luca scored. Okay. From a... Hardaway Jr. defensive rebound. So those one of those two is probably a good bet. All right. So wait, who was the first guy that um that Hardaway Jr. You said Hardaway Jr. Hmm. He's not on the uh, list for first basket props. Really? Yeah. For this one. Oh, here. Wait, DeAndre. No. No. What the? No, he's not on here. Weird. That's interesting that they won't show it. No, no. All right. Well, I'm putting Luca then. Luca, and then I'm gonna jump over to. Oh, because he's out. Ah, thank you. So, Lucas scoring first. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Thank you. Again, we don't know basketball, but, you know, I'm a gambler, so I'm going to keep going with this. Of course. To, down to Cleveland. Let's see what happens. First team basket props. Okay. Desmond Bain, plus 550. Why not? Not done yet. Uh, We'll take... Mind you, he's parlaying in real time. I am. Uh, we'll take Utah. I always forget that Utah has one sports team, and it's basketball. Yep. 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 Nothing else. I want Utah to get a hockey team. I think that would be good for them. That would be a good um, expansion. Like track, yeah. That would be a good expansion team. Okay. The Lakers. I think I know what I'm going to do for this one. First basket props. LeBron James plus 350. Okay. This is getting dangerous. I'm going to get one more. <laughs> Because you'll understand why, because my odds are nuts already. Golden State Warriors. Ooh, that one's tough because it also is against Boston. Up, oh, I can't go that far. All right, so I'm going to just leave it with the three because I can't do first basket props. Desmond Bain, LeBron James, and Luka Donick all have to make the first basket. If they do, my odds are plus 14,525. So... Put five bucks on that shit. That's seven hundred and thirty-one dollars right there. That's scary. <laughs> that's scary. It, and that's three people making one basket at the beginning. That's scary. And if it happens, all hell breaks loose that I have a new addiction. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yep. Um beyond that though, Formula One starting up pretty soon. That's at the end of February. Uh, we'll focus more on that when the time gets closer. Um, and same thing with boxing. Currently, at the moment, I, don't, I haven't noticed any matches that I really want to cover yet at this time. Um, still waiting to see when Caleb Plant's next fight is. I think he's fighting somebody coming up soon. Um, baseball, nothing yet, right, AJ? Baseball's been relatively quiet outside of the Carlos Correa um, uh, extravaganza. So he was... he. He's pretty much been signed more times in this <laughs> in this past month than he has his whole career. Um, he's he's been to three teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me, I forget the first one, um, but the second one was the Mets. Mm. Um, 
both times he was supposed to well not supposed to but he he went through a physical um to make sure that obviously like you know when he when they give him the contract he's going to be able to perform they're not just going to sign him yeah. so he failed the physical uh the first the first team was the giants um they fin- they were trying to get Aaron Judge they they lost the sweepstakes. He right. went back to New York, so they went after Carlos Carrera, and it looked like they they had a deal. Okay, um, it was the fourth largest deal in baseball history. Okay, at three fifty three hundred fifty million, um, but unfortunately, he did not pass the physical. Uh... And essentially, within the same day that he didn't pass the physical. <laughs> They, uh, the Mets pretty much grabbed them. Uh, okay. So th- the Giants were able to get away from that contract and, you know, moved on. And the, mm-hmm. the Mets signed them. They're like, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll pay you to a uh, 12 year, $315 million. The exact same thing happened. They have concerns about his, uh, his physical. Uh, there's a lot of up in the air about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then the saga continues. And then he, he goes and signs with the Twins. Oh, okay. So right now he's currently at the Twins. Um, I don't know if the if the, the physicals come through and they're good, but it's been, it's been a minute, so I'm assuming he's going to stick with the Twins. But two teams passed him because he couldn't pass the physical, and now he's with the Twins. Hmm. Um, it was a it was an interesting interesting little little thing. Um, but that's that. Um, move on to NHL real quick just to cover that, yeah. and then uh. Our, our poor, poor Flyers, man, yeah. fall from grace in the past, like... There's, they're doing better. They're doing much better. They won last night. Yeah. They're, they're, I hate, they're on a late-season hot streak, mostly. They're, like, when they're a little streaky here or there, losses, mm. but as you could see, they're, um, they're not doing bad, but the record's just not helping. Yeah. Look, yeah, win, loss, three wins in a row, loss, four wins in a row. So like tor- before that though, um, last game against the Stars, um, and then everything before that's just been l- big loss streaks. Yeah, hopefully th- this is obviously isn't going to be here for them, but I'm just happy to see the Penguins are pretty much right there with us. So yeah, thank God. Um, yeah, speaking okay. of our good old good old Flyers, good 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 old Flyers. What happened? There was a debacle. Where Provorov did not take the pregame skate Tuesday night, ah, uh, um, he because he refused to wear the team's LGBTQ Pride Night warm-up jersey. Oh God, yeah, boy, which it's like that's that's not it. Yeah, that's that not ain't it, it. That ain't it, buddy. He told reporters um, that it was his choice to stay true to myself and my religion. Which he identified as Russian Orthodox. Mm, okay. I'm thinking about it. Russian Orthodox is pretty to the book, straightforward. Like, yeah, they're getting away with much, mm-hmm. which it's not a good thing. Nope. But that that's some little controversy. Um, we are kind of in the middle of both seasons for NHL and, and NBA, so realistically, the news coming out there is just who's who's been who's been good and who hasn't. Um, that's been pretty much it. Yeah. I do want to say, too, we do talk a lot about gambling. We do. Um, but if you ever have a problem, please be sure to reach out to 1-800-522-4700. Um, National Help Helpline. Um, you're, you're, you're never alone in certain things, mm-hmm. especially in addiction, and those things are hard to beat. So please make sure to reach out if, yeah. if you or you think someone that you love has, has an addiction. Yes. But, Please keep in mind, too, any bets that we do make or advise, not even advise, we are not giving you gambling advice whatsoever. Um, these are just things that we are noticing when it comes to money lines and odds. It's something that we personally would take, but it's not something that we are making it sound out as you should, um, including my um, little pop-ups with Bill's Bad Bets. Those are incredibly long-reach parlays that are not guaranteed wins whatsoever at all. They are high, crazy odds that really it probably won't happen. Hence why when I do bring up these bets, I will only maximize a bet up to $5 because that's the most money I'm willing to lose when it comes to sports betting in general. Exactly. I don't like betting big. I don't like risking it all because I know 
that down the line it can be a problem and I plan on not ever jumping beyond five dollars a bet. Yeah. That's the reason it's called Bill's Bad Bets, is because it's a bad, terrible they're, bet. They're bad bets. They're not expected to win. And no. e- any gambling you should not expect to win. Absolutely. That is uh, a shot in the dark. It should not be the house always wins no matter what happens. And always. in this case it's either the casino or DraftKings.com. Yep. But either way, we have to be we are required to put that out there to one eight hundred gambler. Just to make sure that you guys understand, if there is any issues whatsoever, please call that number. Yes, please. Um, and that'll that'll wrap it up for us. So yeah. So thanks again for uh, listening to A and B Media, listening to us ramble about sports. This was AJ. That was Bill. And hope to see you next week.